Here we go. Let's go with Tom Brady. Hey, Tommy, how are you? Hi, Jim. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Tom, this is what it was like one year ago today. How about this? In a world turned upside down by pandemic, in a year where everything has been different, one thing remains the same. Tom Brady is a Super Bowl champion again for the record-setting seventh time. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. Absolutely a player for the ages. We've just hit zeros and it's over. The Buccaneers have beaten the defending champion Chiefs 31-9. to Kevin Harlan, our good friend on Westwood One. Tom, a year has flown by. You're no longer an active player in the National Football League. Uh, when you hear that, and I don't think you've probably heard the highlights. I'm sure you've seen them. What runs through yeah. you? Yeah, I mean, even just hearing that, it brings back, because it wasn't that long ago. I mean, a year ago, being in that position and, and uh, being in Tampa the night before the game and obviously that game ending the way it did, that was one of the great memories I've had in football. So it does go fast. And my 22 years have gone extremely fast. And that was one of several just incredible memories that I've been able to take with me. So, you know, you always want to be, you know, not to be cliche about it, but the man in the arena, because, you know, you're out there trying to get the job done. And when you commit to your teammates and you commit to your team and you do everything it takes to get you to that moment and you accomplish it, it's a feeling unlike anything you'll ever experience in your life. So it's just... um what a blessing for me to have that experience and, and several others along the way. And, um, you know, I had so much support. And I, I even said, you know, when I wrote something on my social this week in my retirement post about playing for the playing for the team on the, you know, the name on the back of your jersey, which is your family, and the name on the front of your jersey, which is your team. And, and um, you know, you carry all those people with you when you experience the highest of highs and unfortunately some really low points too, but they all make you stronger in the end. And when I look back over the course of my career, I just have nothing but the best memories of the sport. And I'm just very grateful to all the people who helped me along the way. Tom, last Tuesday, you wrote in your post that football is an all-in proposition. It takes the physical, mental, and emotional aspect to coincide every day and that you're no longer willing to make that commitment anymore that you want to focus on other things what led you to that decision because you have said that you would leave when you suck and you don't <laughs> suck you led the nfl in every statistical category that matters for a quarterback this year there are a lot of other people in the you know some players who who don't necessarily have to be all in for them you know and I, I guess I've seen that quite a bit over the years but I kind of I've always felt for me that's how I had to do it and you know my teammates know that I give them everything I can my coaches know that and it's certainly not that I can't do that um, and it's certainly not that I can't play or continue to play but I think there's an important choice for me to make you know and I think the choice is you know everything certainly comes at a cost and the cost is what am I missing out on other aspects of my life and things that are, as you get older, you experience things uh, that are outside of the sport that demand a level of attention and energy that football has always gotten. And, uh, you know, it's time for me to commit to those types of things. And, um, you know, a lot of things have come up over the years in the last 10 years of my life as I've 
got closer to this decision this last week. And it just, in the end, felt like it was just the right time to do it. And, you know, I, I, I think for anyone who loves the sport, um, like I have over the years, it'll always be there in my heart and you know, as it should be, because I've committed a lot of time and energy and hours to it. But at the same time, there's a time and place for everything. And um, I've had an amazing time and place doing it. And I'm just, it, I am really excited for what's ahead. And I don't know what that means or where it takes me, but I know that it'll be fun and exciting. I'm going to make the most of, uh, you know, whatever opportunities present themselves as I go forward. You don't do something for 35 years of your life and reach the heights that you reach and then just come to a decision like this overnight. Can you take us through the process which led you to this? Um, did age factor into this at all? Or is it simply that there are other things now, uh, your family and other considerations? Or, or did age at some point say, you know what, I'm 44 years old, uh, getting hit by Von Miller and Aaron Donald and all of these guys, you know, this kind of hurts. And it hurts a lot more now than it did when I was 26. No, Jim, I don't think that's what it is. I don't think it's, you know, a physical thing. I mean, it does require a lot of time and energy. You know, that's just the nature of football. And if you want to be good at it, you got to commit all the time and energy you can to it. Um, I always think when I'm during playing football during the season, I'm like, the Kentucky Derby a lot. So I look at those horses and they have the blinders on. And you literally are just running full speed as fast as you can, um, you know, for basically the entire season. And there's no time to look right or left. And there's a lot of things that are happening in your life that because you don't look right or left, you're still looking straight ahead that you miss some things. And, you know, there just comes a time for all of us where we got to decide you know, what we want to look going forward. And I can always look at the past and look at the, you know, all the teams we've had and all the success and stuff and, and, and the amazing relationships and all the great teammates. And, you know, like football, you know, I've seen so many great players retire over the years. Um, you know, the game just goes on and it should, and it's, it's going to outlast everybody. Um, but I was fortunate to do it for a long time for 22 years. And, I did it at the highest level and I had the best teammates and mentors and coaches and friends. And, you know, again, it's just pretty simple. It's just, there's time for other things that I need. I need to make time for other things in my life. And it's, uh, it's exciting for me to be able to, to really enjoy some of those new moments as well. Tom, there's an emotional aspect for the public to all of this. It brings out tremendous nostalgia and sentimentality of having watched you play. Uh, people have marked uh, a lot of their football lives uh, through your games and, and through what you have given them uh, either in victory or uh, in defeat. And so there's been a tremendous outpouring that you have received via social media and media coverage in general. Are you surprised at this overwhelming onslaught that you have received in the sentiment that uh, has come your way? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm just very humbled by, by everything. And, I guess I've been around a lot of people over the years because I had a lot of people reach out to me and, and in different variations and forms. And, you know, I just, I'm grateful for, for, you know, all the amazing relationships and that, that I've had. What it means to me is, you know, I've impacted, you know, people's lives and, and certainly they've impacted mine too. So whether those were teammates of mine or competitors of mine, you know, there was so much mutual respect and, um, you know, people who really loved watching me play. I know what that feels like because 
I loved watching Michael Jordan play and I loved watching Steve Young and Joe Montana play. And I loved watching Mike Tyson fight. And I loved watching Tiger Woods golf. So I know exactly what that feels like. And there's elements of it where new people move into those roles and now you got to enjoy new people. So that's amazing, uh, you know, aspect of life, you know, things go on and I've taken so much from the sport and I'm glad so many people enjoyed watching me play over the years. Believe me, I love playing more than they loved watching me. So for as many people that love watching me play, I enjoyed playing, playing the game and being in there much more than, than people actually enjoyed watching me play. And what will you do to replace that love, to replace that competition? Well, I played a little golf this last week, and I can assure you it won't be golf because I retired from football, and I figured <laughs> I've been at golf for one week, and I want to retire from golf because I suck at that sport. So I'm going to have to find some competitive uh, places to put my time and energy. Um, you know, And that's all to be determined. I don't know. It's, I, I, I literally have no idea what the future holds, and nor do I really care to – you know, think too deeply into those things. I think they'll all, you know, different opportunities will present themselves. Um, and I'll just continue to, to think about what I want to decide for my future. And I think that's important because, you know, you're drafted to a certain team, you know, and you play on that team for a long period of time. And again, two years ago, you know, I was able to leave the Patriots after the best two decades of my life in New England. My kids were born there. I grew up. And I decided to take on a different challenge. And that challenge led me down to Tampa. And Tampa provided a really cool football experience for me that was new. And, and now I'm, I'm at another place where I'm looking for other really cool things to do, to challenge me, to help me grow and bring me new experiences in life. And I can, of course, do the same things that I've always done. But at the same time, for me, those aren't as exciting as they once were. And there will be new challenges. And I look forward to those challenges. And I have no doubt... I have a lot of confidence that I can uh, I can do a lot of things successfully and do them really well. And I'm really excited to see where those, and really that belief really takes me. So it's all over the map, what's being said and written about you and what's being thought for you. You always liked Michael Jordan and you had that poster on your wall, kind of your standard. He came back. Muhammad Ali came back. Mike Tyson came back. So yeah. inevitably, some quarterback's going to get hurt or not perform at the level, and it's going to start in July in training camp. It's going to go again in September and probably again in October and November. Uh, how are you going to yep. entertain those thoughts, and would you ever consider that? You know, I'm just going to take things as they come. You know, I think that's the best way to put it, and I don't think anything never, you know, you never say never, and you know, at the same time, I know that I'm very, I feel very good about my decisions. So I don't know how it feels six months from now. Change It most likely won't. But, you know, I try to make the best possible decision I can in the moment, which I did this last week. And again, I think it's not looking to, you know, reverse course. I'm definitely not looking to do that. Um, but in the same time, I think you have to be realistic that you never know what, what, what challenges there are going to be in life. And, um, again, I love playing. I'm looking forward to doing things other than playing. That's as honest as I can be with you there, Jim. Let's go is brought to you by golden nugget casino.com. Now online in Michigan and New Jersey, play your favorite online slots or table games like blackjack roulette and so much more with over 700 games to choose from only at golden nugget casino.com. 
Jim Gray with Tom Brady. We're here on Sirius XM. Let's go. You just mentioned the word reversed course. And if ever a play perhaps reversed the course of your career, it's this one. Wilson is in the shotgun formation. Lynch will flank into his left. Two wide to the near side, one to the far. There's the snap. It's belt high. Quick throw. It's intercepted at the goal line. It's intercepted by Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler is intercepted Russell Wilson. 20 seconds left. The great Kevin Harlan on Westwood One calling Super Bowl 49 as the Patriots defeated the Seattle Seahawks with that big interception by Malcolm Butler. Did that play, for lack of a better term, change your football lifetime? Oh, absolutely. And one of the all-time great plays in NFL history was that. And, you know, the, the play that Malcolm made, that was an amazing game and one of the my favorite games that I've ever been a part of. One of the great opponents that I've ever played against in the Seattle Seahawks that day. You know, Malcolm made one of the greatest plays in Super Bowl history. And I think to win that game, you know, look, we had lost in 2007. We had lost in 2011. And then we won in 2014. And we had a, a pretty tough play that went against us. I'd say a, a very low percentage play that went against us in 2007. There was a low percentage pass that Eli threw and made it. Uh, Mario Manningham made an incredible catch that, that, you know, they made the play and the percentages were against them on that play. And then the percentages were against us on the play Malcolm Butler made. So, you know, that's sports. It's uh, the margin between victory and defeat is very, very thin, especially in the biggest moments against the best opponent. So um, I was happy to be on the, the winning side of Malcolm's play competitor he worked his ass off to get to that point and you know came through in the biggest moments and that's what clutch players do and what confidence did that give you to send the trajectory uh now getting that fourth super bowl and, and tying some of the other greats uh the patriots winning their fourth you're tying individually montana and bradshaw how much did that play catapult you with confidence to go get five six and seven i don't know if i've ever thought about it like that I mean, I think what I realized from winning that game in 2014 was how hard it is to win the Super Bowl. Because in 2001 and three and four, we won three or three or four pretty quickly, and then it went ten years went by where you didn't win. And then I thought, man, am I ever gonna win again? I'd gone in seven, oh seven, and you know we were an amazing team and lost to, you know, a, a really good Giants championship team that played their best on that particular day that we. Them. And with 2011, a really hard-fought game that we lost in the Super Bowl against the Giants again. So then you go into the Super Bowl and you're like, damn, I don't know how this is going to go. Uh, you know, but it hasn't gone very well lately. They make the play down there to the, whatever, two-yard line. Um, you know, the back of your mind, you're going, I don't think this one's going to go well. And then next thing you know, Malcolm comes up with one of the most improbable plays in the history of the NFL. And I love the reaction, you know, from my, you know me on the sideline. I jumped around like, I mean, I could never imagine being that excited. And I'm sure every Patriot fan was doing the exact same thing. You know, just pure joy, you know, living in the moment. You know, just just the purest emotions out there in front of the world to see. So that was a, uh, that was a magical moment for all of us. And we earned it. And... A, a really small margin of error. But you appreciate it when you're on the winning side and 
you gain perspective when you're on the losing side. And um, I'm glad that one went our way. You talked about Manningham and Tyree and Malcolm Butler. But in this game of inches, in the blink of an eye and the snap of a finger, there was then this moment. From the New England 36, shotgun snap on first and 10, Brady rears back, line drive throw, it's deflected, it's up in the air, Edelman was diving for it, near the 40-yard line, there is a fight for the ball, Edelman has come up with the ball, Edelman has come up with the ball, on a deflected ball, it was batted in the air, it's a 23-yard pickup, batted by Alford, a diving reception by Edelman. Oh my goodness, what a play with the ball literally inches above the turf. Again, the great Kevin Harlan on Westwood one, and you came back down 28-3 to late in the third quarter to beat the Falcons in overtime. Do you get goosebumps when you hear that? Have you ever heard Kevin Harlan oh, call yeah. that? Unbelievable. I mean, I'm getting them right now because, you know, these, you know, when you're out on the field, you're not thinking about anything. You don't hear anything. You're just you know, you're seeing everything from your perspective, which I've always kind of played quarterback that way. And I mean, when you see that and hear that, it's just you can't think about how how joyful and how thrilling that was at that moment. So, you know, I just it was the anniversary of that game, I think yesterday or two days ago. So I saw a few things on some of my social feeds about, you know, that comeback and you watch those plays and how improbable that win was. That was uh, nothing gets better than that. That one will be hard to top for a long time. Tom, the fact that you leave this game and and you're now in so many kids' rooms, you're the poster of Michael Jordan that you looked at. You never like to talk about yourself or think of it in those terms, but the impact that you have had and will have on professional football and sports is almost immeasurable with your achievements. When you live it as yourself every day, are you aware of that? I don't think so. I think the answer is basically no, um, because... I've always just kind of seen myself how I've seen myself and kind of what I've tried to achieve in my career with the help of, you know, my teammates. And, um, you know, I've just been on a path and I've just been running really hard for a long time. And when you're doing that, again, you're not thinking about what happened in the past or, you know, these incredible moments. Even after that game at the, the Super Bowl in 2016, I was just tired after the game. Everyone say, what an incredible game. I'm mine. I was thinking, yeah, I'm really tired. You know, that was that was a great game. I'm glad we won, but I'm just I'm I'm tired. I just want to go to bed. You know, because you're just you're there to do a job, and you're not there to you're not there to be the entertainment. You are the entertainment, but you're there to play the game. And playing the game is the entertainment. But I'm doing what I've always done, and the same thing happened in 2017. The same thing happened in 2018, and you know, the same thing happened in 2020. You know. Being in those games is what it was always about for me. I always just cared about winning and losing. Nothing else ever got in my way of, of, of that. I never really had any distractions from that. And I think if there's one thing that I found as a player was, you know, the more you think about your personal situation and, you know, what you can get out of the game, you know, the less you're going to focus on what the game should be about, which is what the team is trying to achieve. And the more players that focus on what, the team needs to achieve the more successful they're going to be individually because the success of the team is made up of a group of players who have to care about each other and care about what the goal is. And if there's one thing I hope for professional athletes in team sports is think about the team first and to think about what you're trying to achieve. Cause you know, the worst thing I've seen over the years is people who let, their individual agendas get in the way of what the goals of the team are. 
And if that's the case, I have no problem with it. You just wouldn't do well on my team, on the team that I was a part of. So you just got to, you know, work as hard as you can every day. You got to put the team first and you got to go out there and you got to give, give it your all. And when it's all said and done, that's what you're going to remember most. And that's what success really does mean. It means you gave everything you could. And it doesn't mean you won every game. You know, it doesn't mean every game you were, you know, perfect out there. But the process of trying to win and putting your team in a position to win, you know, that's really where the joy comes from. It's not, it's not the wins and the losses. How did we do it? How did we get there? You know, what did we do over the course of the week of practice and over the course of the month of, of, of you know, January and February to put ourselves in a position to win the Super Bowl? What did we do in the offseason to put ourselves in a position during the season to win? Those are all the things that bring you a lot of confidence and self-confidence. That's what, that's what courage is all about. That's what hope's all about. That's what joy is all about. That's where those things come from, which are aspects of life and if you're just so caught up in you know how much money you make or you know some personal accolade you know i think you're leaving so much on the table in sports you know the best part about sports is when you could have the type of relationships you have so that when you achieve great things the friends that reach out to you are so happy for you and you have this collective energy where you're giving back to each other um your emotions and your feelings about what life is all about. And that's experiencing all the highs and that's experiencing all the lows and realizing that all those things are building your character, building your integrity. And, um, you know, sports, you're living that in the moment. And I'm proud to have done what I've done and I've done it for a long time. And, you know, now other people are going to have to take that on. And in, in this amazing age of digital technologies and so forth and players, you know, and, hope that remains the same that's what the essence of sports is and i know uh, i know we'll never lose that you've had the counsel of some very wise men in your life uh, your father uh, an important confidant you've called him your hero uh jimmy yeah. dunn uh a, a terrific wonderful man in your closing statement your retirement statement you quoted sam reeves a dear friend of yours just how yep. we like it why did you use that term, and would you say your career ended just how we like it? Because it's just how you look at life. You know, you, you can't deal with, you know, you, you can, we're never in complete control, you know. We're really in control of our attitudes. And, you know, Sam is someone I've looked up to. Sam's one of 80, I think it, Sam turns 88 this year, 87 years old. And I've been fortunate to get to know Sam over the last 15 years, and and um, obviously, I look at different people in my life. You mentioned my dad. You know, my dad's my hero in every way. You know, there's no finer person in the world than my dad. You know, I've tried to be like him every day of my life. And what he's meant to me in my career, um, you know, words can't even explain it. And I look forward to spending more time with him. And our family's really been engulfed in sports since I was a kid. And, uh, you know, he's been there every step of the way in my career. And then other people have to, that I've met along the way, Sam and Jimmy and, um, you know, different coaches and people on the field, people off the field. And, you know, I gain inspiration from so many people that I look at and I go, wow, they've, it's amazing what they've accomplished. Kelly Slater, you know, who's become a friend, you know, I watch him win a, 
a, a, a surf championship this last weekend at almost 50 years old. I mean, that's inspiration for us. I've, you know, I'm always in, I'm always watching other people try to achieve their goals. So it's just, uh, you know, I try to look at the positive things in life. I try to always see things like as opportunities, even when you lose, I try to find the silver linings in those things. And, um, you know, hopefully that leads me to a very long, um, enjoyable, joyful life. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm going to achieve, try to achieve here in this really second chapter of my life. Sally Jenkins of the Washington Post wrote just a terrific article uh, on the day that you retired. And I'm going to quote her. It says, Tom Brady, his career, it was entirely self-made, manufactured. It was said about him, poor build, gets knocked down easily, a draft scout wrote all those years ago. What if Brady had accepted it as the final judgment, surrendered to that opinion? Don't ever let the seven Super Bowls and all the records gloss over the most vital lesson. What people say about you is always wrong if you make it so. How often have you thought about that guy who told you you should be in financial services and that you didn't belong (laughs) in professional football? (laughs) And how much of what Sally Jenkins said is a great lesson, the lesson of Tom Brady? Yeah, that's really cool. And uh, that's really cool of her to write that. And, um, you know, I think about all the lessons that I've learned uh, over the course of my career in sports and how I've tried to help other people. Because there's very few people that are born as like the true prodigies in life. A lot of these things that people, how they make their way through the world and, and, and creating opportunities for themselves are often intangible things. You know, it's, you know, obviously everyone speaks of hard work or discipline. Um, resiliency is incredibly important. And I've always thought, you know, for sports, the belief in yourself is really what matters because it really doesn't matter what anyone thinks. It really matters what you think. It was crazy, and, and obviously I think I was a bit naive earlier in my career, and people with you know, those draft reports that came out, reasons why I was drafted in the 199th pick in the sixth round. But for me, I had no doubt that I was going to be successful. Could I have been unsuccessful? Absolutely. I just didn't believe that I'd be unsuccessful. And I, I really believe that I was going to be a professional quarterback. I believed I was going to have a great career. Not a lot of other people believe that. And maybe for good reason, maybe their own personal evaluation. Um, but in the end, I kind of knew it was inside of me. And I knew that whatever I was going to put my heart and soul into, there'd be success in that. And, um, you know, I tried to prove that year in and year out. And those motivations and lessons from when I was drafted throughout my career, because after I won my third Super Bowl, uh, you know, and then we lost against Giants in 07. You know, what can you achieve from that point? And after 2011, what can you achieve after that? You're not, you know, you're, you guys won't win anymore. Your time had passed. Then we won in 2014. It was like, wait a minute, that was unbelievable. And then, you know, no one thought we could you know, go on to continue to do the things that I had done later in my career. And uh, I was just always able to draw back on those lessons, which was, look, believe in yourself have the right processes for success find the right mentors to help you learn and grow be continue to be curious about what other people are doing and what make them successful and you know keep giving your best and just keep refining those things to the place where i'm at today which is you know now i'm embarking in a different aspect of life and uh, i'm going to take all the lessons i learned from sports 
And I'm going to try to use those in other aspects of life that I believe make business life success, successful. All those things, are, they're really the same lessons. That's what I'm going to try to really instill those values into my kids. The most sustainable aspects of life and sustainable qualities in life is, yeah, work hard. Yeah, discipline. But you got to be resilient because things aren't always going to go your way. You know, what are you going to do when you get beaten up a little bit? Well, what, what kind of character are you going to show? Are you going to have people that believe in you? And are you going to believe in other people? Are you going to have respect for yourself? Are you going to have respect for other people? Are you going to care about yourself? Are you going to care for other people? So all those things are important in sports, but they transcend sports. You know, they transcend every aspect of what we go through and are some of the most important aspects of life. Really, really well stated. And, and Sally Jenkins closed her article by saying, had Brady listened to conventional wisdom, had he accepted the judgment of others about who and what he was, had he retired before the age of 40, as most quarterbacks are expected to, we would have missed the most crucial fact about him. His greatness was not in the power of his arm, but in the power of his intention to decide for himself who he wanted to be. Tom, you're not sure what you're going to do moving forward. You obviously have Brand Brady. You've got uh, Autograph. You also uh, are a spokesman for a number of uh, companies, TB12, uh, the book that you have written. Uh, do you see yourself staying in sports? That's a good question. I mean, obviously, I've been doing it for 30 years, so there's quite a bit of expertise I've developed over a period of time. But um, it's, it's so early for me to begin to think about different opportunities just because, uh, you know, I'm trying to create some space for me to really make great decisions going forward. And I'm not a young man anymore. I'm, you know, 44 years old, and, and there are different things that are presented as opportunities to me. And all about, I'll, I'll evaluate all of them. And at the same time, I absolutely love sports. And um, if I can help people, if I can help other athletes achieve their potential, there's a great reward in that for me. Because as I said, you know, earlier in the week, I want to be able to give back to people and whatever form and fashion that takes, you know, I'm up for it. I, I, I want to see that. I want to see other people do well and maximize their potential in life whether that be an athlete, whether it be an entrepreneur. And so many of the lessons I've learned, I think I can apply to those to those people in those professions. So, you know, I'm not sure exactly what the future looks like, but um, it's, it's very exciting for me to think about those types of things. Jim Gray with Tom Brady. We're here on Let's Go. Our program is brought to you by Morton's The Steakhouse. Morton's is the prime place to take your someone special for that perfect steak and unrivaled dining experience. Visit mortons.com for reservations. I want to express my gratitude, and I know, Tom, you want to reach out as well and thank Tillman Fertitta for all of his support on this program through the Landry's Corporation, Golden Nugget Online Casino, and Mastro's. And uh, he will be with us again next year as we continue our program here on Sirius XM. Absolutely. Thank you, Tillman, for all your support, continued support, and to Landry's Corporation. And uh, we've had great sponsors over the years. Tillman's at the top of the list, and uh, he's done so many great things as an entrepreneur in the world. Maybe I should intern for Tillman at one of these times. I know he's got a lot of expertise, and he knows how to be incredibly successful in, in the different areas of life that he's really uh, engaged with his attention and energy. Uh, no one's been a better sponsor than him, and I wish him continued success in all the things he does. Tom Brady, intern. That's a step back. Yeah. No, it's not. 
to step forward because I'd be learning something else and something new. That's a great approach. We also want to thank USAA uh, Insurance. They've been terrific. Uh, United Wholesale Mortgage has been a great sponsor. Ring and ring.com. And uh, we finally got Snake to answer the bell for Ring and FTX. And with that, we're going to take a break. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl when we return. Stay with us on Sirius XM. It's the Cincinnati Bengals and the L.A. Rams in Super Bowl 56. Hi there, everybody. This is Lindsey Rhodes. And if you want analysis for every angle of this exciting, surprising, legacy-defining matchup, you're going to love my podcast, The NFL Roadshow. Our guests and conversations aim to make you a savvier football fan. We're going to cut through the lazy narratives, and there are a lot of them. The low-hanging fruit, none of that. If you want to be the smartest person at your Super Bowl party, please subscribe and listen wherever you stream your podcasts. New episodes up every Monday and Thursday. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray along with Tom Brady. Let's Go is brought to you by Ring Alarm. It's true, Ring has an award-winning alarm with professional monitoring that you can install yourself in minutes. Go to ring.com forward slash let's go for a special offer on Ring Alarm today. That's ring.com forward slash let's go. Tom, we got a Super Bowl coming up here on uh, Sunday in Los Angeles. The Los Angeles Rams, who you faced in a Super Bowl a few years ago and beat them, uh, are taking on the Cincinnati Bengals uh, and Joe Burrow. It's going to really heat up here in Los Angeles this week. All the festivities uh, will be going on, and then we'll have the game. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, you've played against the Rams twice this year, uh, and you know the defense is very formidable, going against a young guy who's basically in the position you were at the same age uh, in Joe Burrow. It's obviously a great game, and to be in this game, it takes a lot of hard work to get to this point. Um, it's a great week of prep. You've got a lot of fun that goes into this. And uh, it's, it's a life-changing moment for so many players. And the Rams, they got a great football team. We played them a few weeks ago. They're very tough to beat, especially if they play the game on their terms. You know, this is one of the great defensive lines in the league. You know, since he's really going to have to run the ball well in order to keep that pass rush from teeing off. Since he had nine sacks against them when they played Tennessee and still found a way to win, since he found a way to win down 21-3 against Kansas City. So so Cincinnati is very confident. They have great skill players. It's a really unique matchup. Um, you know, one young player, young organization, Cincy, that's really a young head coach, first time in one of these really big moments. And then you got the Rams who were, you know, different players, but they have a lot of players that was – kind of in these moments a few years ago and have kind of been one of the teams to beat the last few years in the NFC. So, you know, whoever handles the week the best, the preparation is really important. Um, and it's, 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 it's going to be a, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a tight game. And, you know, I don't think any of these teams are going to get away from one another, but there's some things that will happen earlier in the game. And the team that's playing with the lead is going to be, you know, the team that has a great opportunity to win. I know that's, Again, I always hate making predictions. You know that I never make predictions because one or two bounces can go someone's way and and uh, all the things change. So I just look for a great competitive game. 
there's such a small margin of victory in all these games. It's it's a helmet catch. It's Julian four inches from the ground or, you know, four centimeters from the ground on a catch. Malcolm Butler making an all-time great catch in, in the history of the Super Bowl. You know, it's Adam Vinatieri making a, one of the great all-time kicks in the history of one of the divisional playoff games to get to that point. So, you know, I hope for one of those amazing games that people love the sport, they love seeing the competition, and they love seeing guys lay it all on the line. And when you do that, there's a lot to be taken away from it. It's a, it's a, it's a great game to win. It's a tough game to lose, man, because that sticks with you for the rest of your life too. But it's great to be in the arena playing it. And I wish both teams the best of luck. Jim Gray and Tom Brady, Let's Go, is brought to you by USAA Insurance. We're dedicated to helping the military community protect what they've worked hard for with insurance that meets their high standards. Get the coverage you deserve, USAA Insurance. USAA! Final thought, Tom, as these guys uh, prepare for the week, how much internal pressure did you feel playing in a Super Bowl? Because it is life-changing, and it will be for these teams and these coaches. Uh, how much pressure do you feel during the lead-up and even during the game? You feel it at different moments, for sure, and you feel the magnitude of it when you get out there and the different aspects of, of the week because it's unlike anything you've experienced all year, especially if it's your first time doing it. So not that there's an advantage to doing it multiple times. I mean, you still got to go play the game. But I will say once the game's kicked off, it feels like a football game. And even though the stakes are at their highest, you know, you've, you've been in that situation your whole life. So – you just got to get to the game and you got to make sure nothing gets in the way of your prep. Because if you could do that, you're going to put yourself in the best possible position to succeed. And uh, from that point on, you know, you got to play your best game. And if you play your best game, you got a great opportunity to win. And if you don't, you got a great opportunity to lose. So everything should be focused on the preparation to make sure you're putting your team in the best position possible to win. Tom, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate you answering all these questions. And we will talk to you next week after the Super Bowl right here on Let's Go. Awesome. Have a great week. Thanks, guys. That's Tom Brady. I'm Jim Gray. Any athlete's going to tell you that it helps to work with an expert for buying or refinancing a home. Your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 3038, licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. If you missed any part of this show, the entire episode is available as a podcast. Let's go with Tom Brady. Wherever you stream your podcasts, please subscribe today and give us a five-star review. That's Let's Go with Tom Brady, wherever you get your podcasts. Our program is brought to you by FTX. Download the FTX app now and get started in the crypto game. Our thanks to our producer, Dave the Snake Hagen. Production assistance by Harris Fabishoff. And thanks to our sponsors, Morton's USAA, Ring, United Wholesale Mortgage, FTX, and GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Let's Go Podcast with Tom Brady was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions. We will talk to you again next week after the Super Bowl, right here on Sirius XM. XM Podcasts.